So then I dropped some garlic and croutons on there, and the rest is salad history. I made the best salad ever, people, and now I'm making the best app. The Caesar Sportsbook app got live in-game betting, parlays, and Caesar rewards. Caesar salad ain't got nothing on my app. Nothing. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat 1-888-532-3500. Download the Caesar Sportsbook app. Your app is ready, Emperor. I was excited to hear the songs that the Lord gave Pastor RJ um, this morning because it lines up with the message. First and foremost, I want to thank all of you that have prayed diligently for our family. Kind of chokes me up a little bit. But we lost, uh, we didn't lose. Um, God took home one of our three-year-olds last week. And his parents send their gratitude. Thank you for the prayers. Between his story and this hat that y'all's pastor's wife created for a purpose, when Derek sent me that hat, what caught me wasn't the hat. What caught me was it says, love your story. And when I did the funeral, when I spoke at the funeral for Huxton, There was something that I learned that it doesn't matter what your age is, you have a story. Because even though he was only three years old and has already been called home by the Lord, he touched more lives than some of the people that I know. It was full. I mean, we had people standing everywhere, outside, it was everywhere. Was it a little boy, that three years old, that actually impacted our our lives, but he also impacted our community? Because of the way and, and, and who he was. There was a song that he was drawn to. And I was sitting in Derek's office and brought tears to my eyes because there's this little bitty guitar. And he had one. And he would strum his little guitar and like a three-year-old does, just jumping, hollering. But the song wasn't a jumping and hollering song. The song wasn't a song that you think would draw the attention of a three-year-old. The song was the Waymaker. And it really drew, caught my attention, and I talked to his mom and dad. I was like, have you ever thought about why the Waymaker? And so I really sat back before actually speaking at his funeral and listened to every word of that song. And I saw what God was drawing in him through the song. And it talks to me about a story and how God never leaves us nor forsakes us. He's always there with us. But a lot of times um, I find, you know, through the, my 11 years of being at a homeless shelter, ministering there and, and, and in other areas, one of the hardest things that people have to do or hardest things people find doing, and that is sharing your story. Because your story is your testimony. But I can't share something that I don't love. What do you mean? 
When my grandbaby was born, everybody knew about it because I blasted it everywhere because I was so excited about having another grandbaby, and now I have five, six. And I was so excited about those grandbabies. When you got married, everybody knew you was getting married. You sent out invitations far and wide because you wanted people to come and experience a celebration with you. You wanted them to be a part of your, of your new uh, life. You wanted them to celebrate. You loved your, your, your season. That story was being written into your book of life. If you like to read like I do, you can take a book and it has every book you read has its ups and downs. Sometimes the book ends great and sometimes you feel let down because the book didn't end so good. And you, we all want to see a happy ending. Well, as children of God, we will see that happy ending because it doesn't matter how old we are at our end. If we are doing what God has called us to do, and if we have received Jesus as Lord of our lives, we do have an ap- a happy ending. We may we will experience death, but we're just going into life, the life that we are created to live. That's going to be our best life is that life. So why do we struggle to share our story? Because we don't love our story. So I will share with you some of the things that I enjoy about my story. But for some reason, I'm holding back on God of the things where he gets glory through my story. But because of shame, because of guilt, because I'm not proud of it, I tend to weigh back away from it. It's kind of like our seasons in life. Sometimes we find ourselves in a season that we know that God is advancing us and bringing us and there's a door open right in front of us. But for some reason, I don't know why I can't get through that door. I don't know why I am hesitating when God is saying, go. Uh, I was talking to one this morning, thinking about opening a business. If God is saying go and God is opening the door, then what are we waiting for? Our level of faith we had in this season has to be a greater faith to go into this season. I cannot go into this season with the faith I had in this season. You follow me? Why? Because the Bible said that our faith is as small as a mustard seed. And when we go from season to season, from glory to glory, God starts to grow that faith. But even when I get to the door that I'm knocking on, that I'm supposed to go into the next season, that faith has to meet up with that level that God has taken me to. So I'm strong here. In believing that God's got it worked out in my finances. I'm strong here in believe that God's got it worked out in my marriage. But God is saying, I want you to come over here. Because I want to add to your story. But if you don't keep moving in the direction in which God is calling. How can he continue to advance and add to your story? What I want to talk to you about this morning is the process. Where there is no process, there is no progress. If I take the process and I say, I believe in Jesus Christ. And I receive Christ in my life. A process has started. I used to tell them at the shelter all the time because they would hear me say that. And they would turn around and say, but Sister Stacy, we're in the process. Well, no, you're not in the process if there is no progress. There has, the process has not even started. 
Because if I'm in the process, there is going to be progress in my life, which means there's going to be change. So what I came this morning to tell you is, and I'm hoping that, you know, that, that song says, break every chain. There are things in our life that we are still ashamed of and we're holding on to and we feel guilty of. But can I tell you, when you allow God to break that chain from that prison that he's holding that part of your life, that part of your heart back in, that you, he is going to catapult you into the next season? I can't continue to move forward if I can't come to realization of what God has done for me. You see, your story is not about who you were. It's about who you are. My story is not about the things that I've been through in life. It's about what God has done in my life through the things that I've been through in life. We can take our story and we can dissect it and we can tell every little grim and uh, thing about our story, but that is not the glory that God is wanting you to give him. God is wanting you to give him the glory. What did you learn through your story? What did you learn through that process? What was the progress? What did you receive that grew you in your faith to move you into the next level to glory to glory with God? So that's my question to you this morning. Have you told your story? Do you love your story? Have you begun the process? And do you see progress? I used to tell them at the shelter, when you come here, you come in one way, but you should go out another. If you're coming in the same way you're going out, then there's no progress and there was no process. When I look at Huxton's story at three years old and I realize there is no time, we're not awarded time. We're awarded life. I'm not awarded the breath. I may not speak another word because I don't know at what point that God is going to draw my breath from me. He was three. I'm 53. God has given me more time, more breath. But I'm not promised the next breath. Whose prison is still locked because you're afraid to tell your story and use the key to unlock their prison? Who does God have you surrounded by at church, at work, in your family? Those are the people that he wants you to tell your story to. Sometimes we wait for a platform. My question would be, what are you waiting for? The message this morning is, uh, love your story because love never fails. I want to talk to you about three things. The level of your faith, our season, and our story. Because when you take them, they all go together. Brother RJ and the worship team this morning was singing, um, an army is rising up. He brought me to a scripture, Brother RJ, that... I was reading and I was like, well, how can I go with this? But it goes with this, this way. In Revelation 12, 11, And they have defeat, defeated him by the blood of the lamb, by their testimony. So I kind of went up a little bit and I saw a war. If you read the scripture before you get to the one that everybody quotes, don't forget that right before they quote this, 
there was a war that took place between Michael, the angels, the dragon, and Satan. Well, obviously, God won, right? Because uh, they were thrown out of heaven. But there was a war. But where did he release them to? Not to hell yet. To the earth. Because the Bible tells us they are released to the earth. He cast them down into the earth. I heard my son speak the other day about worship. Worship is probably what you want the most powerful weapons that you have. Your prayer life, your worship, the Holy Spirit, and your testimony. If the enemy is going to shut you down, he's going to shut you down with fear. If you're going to rise up, you're going to have to war up. It's not going to be a patty cake. It's going to be a war. If they could cause a war in heaven, they can definitely cause a war in your life on earth. The enemy is trying to shut you up to shut you down. And when you give in to fear or to doubt or to shame or to guilt, have you truly believed that you have been set free by the blood of the lamb that you can go and do what God has called you to do? Because if you're fearing where you're going, then you're never going to get there. Watch what God says in scripture. Oh, I'm not used to using this. The Bible says in 1 John 4, 18, the perfect love of Christ will drive out fear, but sometimes we have to do it afraid. I added that day that the Bible don't say that, um, but sometimes we have to do it afraid. Every time a man or a woman takes a pulpit, every time a man or a woman gets out there and speaks to somebody they never met, they don't know, they have the faith of God that he has already prepared the way and paved the way for them to talk to that person. If I fear going to say, hey, I'll share this. Let me stop one second. I went into a restaurant one time, not a restaurant, a convenience store. And there was a lady behind the counter. I never met her. I don't know her. And the Lord said, tell her I love her. Okay. She looked kind of rough, you know. She checked out my stuff, and I just looked at her, and I said, the Lord said he loves you. This woman broke down into tears. And she said, I've been praying for him to answer me. I cried myself to sleep last night. I didn't hear her prayer. The Lord heard her prayer. He only used me as a servant to do his will. It's an honor to be used by God. So I'm going to ask you this. When's the last time you thought about giving your story, telling your story, loving your story, sharing your story? Or have you ever? I thank God every day for Zion. I thank God for your pastors. I thank God for this worship team. I thank God for this church, this family, 
because it's one of the most loving church families that I've come across. It's just a loving family. And it's not because my son and his wife is the pastors here. It's just some loving people in this church. I thank God for the pure worship that comes from this platform because it's not a worship to entice the ears of people, but it is a worship that will bring down strongholds in the lives of people and set them free. I thank God that they didn't run in fear and they're still standing. And I'm not going to say they never were fearful to do what God has called them to do, but I'm saying that they're doing it. And they're doing what God has called them to do. But the branches of a church, and it continues to grow, is because the people in the church start to have a faith like they've never had before. And they start to do what the Lord is calling them to do. And that's love their story. Because when you love your story, you'll share your story. And it doesn't matter whether you're three years old, one years old, or you're 100 years old. Huxton had a story, and he was three, and you have a story. His story was shared far and wide at the funeral. Share yours now. Reach a soul with your story now. Nobody says you have to dig into your story and tell them every feeling you had or every pain you felt. But what did God do in your story? Have you ever been in a place, and you may be in a place right now, where I just don't feel like I can go any further? I think about Tia and Clint, which is Huxton's parents. I mean, can you imagine having to stand at the casket of your three-year-old child? I just don't think, I can, how can I get past this? How can I move forward with God? How can I continue to hold on with God? It's by, his, by your faith. That's what's going to keep you holding on to God. What are you going through in your life right now that you don't think that you can go any further, but God is fixing to take you and catapult you into another season because your faith is now the level it needs to be at. I can't go where I'm supposed to be going if I'm not willing to go because I'm afraid. Sometimes you just have to do it afraid. You have to do it afraid. Life is complicated. But just like God used the setbacks in David's life, he ultimately fulfilled his destiny and purpose. God has used the difficult moments in my life to tell my story. I have, and I'm going to share this, but I'm not going to mention any names, but when the Lord, I was ministering, and I was actually um, the minister over the shelter at the time, and I went to a conference, and I knew the people quite well, and while I was at the conference, I sat with some ministers, and, and, and I, I wanted to be a part of, of, of that body of, of Christ. I wanted to be a part. And I'm sitting there and one of them looked at me and he said so calmly, <laughs> I'm sorry. You can't be a part of this body. As tears begin to float out my eyes, I thank God that I had a personal relationship with my Lord Jesus Christ. Right? Because that will stop anybody and make them go backwards if they're not close with the Lord and their level of faith is not where it's supposed to be. And I started to cry. And as I cried, the other one said, there's no need for those tears. And then I got angry. 
but not at them. I get angry at Satan. Because if somebody can speak like that to me, they can speak like that to anyone. And if they're not strong in their faith, they'll run from the church. They'll run from God. The reason being is because I have been married and divorced and remarried. Is why I couldn't be a part of that body. I can be ashamed of that part of my story. And I cannot share that part of my story. But let me tell every woman and man that has been through that. It's not a choice that is made by you. The devil ended up winning at some point. But you don't have to run from it and you don't have to be ashamed of it. You can use it for the glory of God because can I tell you, I wouldn't be the person that I am today if I would not have gone through that. Because through that, God wrote my story. Through that, he caused me not to love what happened, but to love the story that came from my, from what happened. He showed me who I was. And even though you're going through a divorce or you're going through some type of trial in life, it's so easy sometimes just to point fingers at other people like he did this or I, but we don't take none of that blame. But God showed me how to take that finger and point that finger inward and not look at the situation, but to look at him and allow myself to hold on to him. Now, don't I want you focusing on what he did. Now I want you to focus on what I want you to do for me. I want you to focus on what I want to do in through you. And for a long time, I always thought, well, I can't like minister in this part because of what I've been through. But that's exactly the part that God is bringing through because I've been there. And I won't be the last one. I pray to God that I am, but I'm definitely not going to be the last one. But we are not cast out and cast down out of the church of God, out of the home of God, out of the body of Christ because of some sin that we had to face. And sometimes it ain't even a choice of yours. The pain of going through anything in life, whether it's the loss of a child, whether it's a divorce, whether it's a financial crisis, there is always something that God is going to teach you in and through of what you're going through. If you get your eyes off the wise and you put your eyes on God, what is it that you want from me? What is it that you want to use me for? Show me what you're trying to teach me in and through this. Everything of our life happens because God, there are, there are things that happen, but God can use it for his glory. But do we believe that God will use us for his glory? Do you believe that God wants to use you for his glory? I listen to my son preach every time he gets up here to preach, even though my live stream is terrible because I live in the country. But I listen to him preach and I listen to him preach in such a way that his desire is to see you. Do what God is calling you to do within the body of Christ. What is it that God is calling you to do? He might not calling you to be a pastor. There are so many things that God wants to use in our lives to reach another life. Can I tell you how many ladies that I have spoke to that has gone through what I went through. But they were still going through the depression from it, the suicidal thoughts from it, the pain from it. And only to have a traditional person tell you now that you're not even in the body of Christ because of it. 
God wants to raise up his warriors. Because as the warrior raises, as the men and women of the most high God rise up, it will shut down the enemy and the devourer that he continues to devour the lives of other people. I thank God that I was ministering at the shelter at the time. I thank God that I was strong in the word of God at the time. Because what those two men told me would have shut me down and crushed me. Are you speaking what God's speaking to you? If you're afraid, speak afraid. Move afraid. Because the Bible says that he has never left us, nor will he ever forsake us. And if God is calling you to minister, it's not you that's going to minister. He's going to be the minister in you. If he's calling you to teach, it's not you that's teaching. He's the teacher in you. If he's calling you to worship, it's not you. It's him that's leading you. What is he calling you to do that you don't feel adequate to do because of your story? Because can I tell you most of the time that we're not walking forward and we're holding ourselves back is because we're ashamed of something or some type of way that we were raised or the way we live. And it's all because of something in our story, because we don't love our story. We're more ashamed of our story, but we say we love the Lord. How can we love the Lord if we're ashamed of what he has taken us through? We can't love him the way we're supposed to love him. If I can't understand what he's done in my life and where he's taken me through, no, he's not the one that made me go through divorce. But he took what the enemy meant for bad and turned it to my good. What is it that you have gone through? That he wants to take what the enemy meant for bad in your life and turn it to your good. Are you afraid? Do it afraid. Do you have the faith to move forward? Then move forward. This church needs you. God wants you. He wants you to do what he has created you for. Every human was created by God, with a purpose. With a purpose. What is yours? It's mixed up in your story. And if you're willing to allow God to reveal that story to you and pull out the glory to God from your story, then you will learn to tell your story. People are not wanting to hear gruesome details. They want to hear what God did. Yes, I went through divorce, but God did this. I was like this, but God changed me to this. I thought this way, but God changed my thinking to this way. I was lost, but now I'm found. That's the God we serve. But God brings you through at this very moment. He will also... I'm sorry, what he brings you through at this moment will be a testimony that will bring someone else through. Where there's no mess, there's no message. There's no message.
How can I have a story if I never had a mess? There was one time I wasn't saved. So I lived wretched. I had a hot mess. <laughs> and even through being saved, I've went through a lot of hot messes. Don't be ashamed of who you are. Be proud of who God is creating you to be. Allow him to continue to mold you and make you. And take out the things that are not him and put in the things that are. Stop being afraid of your story. Your pastor needs you. Every one of you. I don't care your age. Your pastor needs you. He has done what God has called him to do. He, he believed in the church. He believed in what God was calling here. But he needs the body to rise up with him. At Zenny, we believe everyone deserves access to high-quality, affordable eyewear. That's why we offer stylish prescription glasses for men, women, and kids starting at just $6.95. Our online factory direct model cuts out the metal men, so you save. At Zenny, you get the same quality frame and lens options that you'd get from an optician for one-tenth of the price, including blue blockers, progressives, prescription sunglasses, and more. The best part? Try on any frame, anywhere with our 3D virtual try-on. Zenny.com. Eyewear for everyone. Oh, what's this? Zenny's 3D virtual try-on. Pretty cool, right? Wait, are those prices real? Do they have glasses for men? Yep, they also have affordable blue light glasses. Seriously? At those prices? Get them all. I like where this is going. Zenny.com. Prescription glasses starting at $6.95. Can you imagine if the body of Christ in Zion would be ignited by the fire of God of what Zion, with God leading and directed by the Holy Spirit, could do in Columbus, Mississippi? Can you imagine? Look what he's already doing through, this, through y'all. Because of your faith, because of your love. The Bible tells us this. Perfect love drives out fear. The perfect love of Christ will drive out fear. But sometimes we have to do it afraid. Sometimes we have to do it afraid. Sometimes we may think I don't have much of a story. You do. <laughs> if you were born on this dark earth <laughs> and we were born into sin, we all have a story. We all have a story. Maybe I need to hear your story. Maybe there's something in your story that would encourage me. Look at Tia and um, Clint. Maybe you have gone through something they have gone through. Maybe something that God did in you can help them get through. What about Brother RJ? He has a song that he sings. I think it's called Failures. Or I think, is it Failure? I don't know where it went. I'm not a failure. At some point, he stepped into that fear. He stepped beyond it, and he allowed God to use him. At some point, he believed that he was called. Do you know that every human being is called? Every child of God is called? Do you, know, do you get that? 
It's not just Brother Corey that's called or Pastor Derek that's called or Pastor AJ that's called or Mr. Garrett that's called. It's not just them. Every human being is called. You have a purpose and God wants you to fulfill it. But he needs you to come. He needs you to believe. He needs you to love what he's doing in and through you. You can't hide your story. You don't want to cover your story. It's kind of like this hat. I only wear hats when I need to cover my messy hair. When I want to cover something up, I put the hat on my head. And that's exactly what we're doing with the story that God has given us. We're covering up the main parts of the story that could be the very key that could break somebody else's prison wide open. Don't allow the enemy to use fear and to be afraid and to use guilt to stop you and cover up the most powerful part of your story. Because that's the part he wants to cover. He's not going to cover up the part and get you fearful to talk about your grandkids or talk about your family. He's going to cover up the parts because he knows where your shame and guilt lies in your heart. The very area that God wants to use. The very things where God reached down and pulled you out of the miry clay. The very things that God had to remove from your life. That's the things that he wants you to be ashamed and guilt of. I went through depression. Ain't nobody want to say that. I did a, a message a while back at, at a church. And, and you know, the, the ladies are amazing ladies. And they all older. And I just thought, you know, they, they've been in the church for all their for years. So I look at them as mature in the word. And so I'm ministering the word. And at the end, I did what I normally do at the shelter. Like, what you wish you take away and this and that. And. You know, how did God move in your heart while we was going through the message? And I was stunned by the amount of ladies that used one word to say what God unlocked. And it was depression, guilt, shame was the main three. Mature, I said in the word, which means they've been in the word for a long time, but still struggle. Loving their story. I was talking to one of the ladies this morning. She said, Sister Jen's always telling us we need to share our story. Because she wants you to love your story. If you love God, you have to love your story. You don't have to love the details of what happened and the pain you went through. But you do have to love of what he's done in and through that story. Because if it wouldn't be for the things that I went through in my life, it wouldn't be for all the stuff that I've had to go through by raising a son basically by myself, by, by uh, going through divorce, going through depression, going through all of these things, I wouldn't be who I am. I couldn't testify about God the way I can testify about God. Why? Because I would be ashamed of my story. So if I'm not willing to share my story, then I can't give you the testimony of what God has done in and through me with that part of that story. I have to grow beyond my guilt. I have to grow beyond my shame. And like he said, the chains, we need the chains to break. And I pray to God that this message will break those chains in that area of your heart that you can know it's okay to be you, the you that God has created you to be. I can't compare myself to other women because I'm not them. I haven't walked their walk. I haven't talked their talk. I haven't lived their life. I haven't been what they've been through. But I can be the best me that God has created me to be. 
And when I listen to my son preach and I listen to, uh, uh, to Jen, the way they, the, they love their church, all they want from the body of Christ is for God to move in and through your life in a way that you have never experienced them to move before. I want you to rise up and take your place. You're not in a church that wants to hold you down. Thank God. You're in a church that believes you was created with a purpose. And that if you would allow God to do what he wants to do in and through your life, and you would stand up even um, in the midst of your pain, even in the midst of your sorrow, if you say, God, I, I don't know why I'm having to go through this. But whatever it is, God, whatever you would do in and through my life right now, but I need you to hold me up. And I need you to carry me at times. But I'm not willing to allow shame and guilt and fear to stop me from living the purpose that God has created me for. So if I can unlock anything in your heart this morning through the power of the Holy Spirit, it would be doubt and it would be fear. And that you would start and walk out this church church to truly love your story. Working in a homeless shelter for 11 years, I heard a lot of stories. A lot of good and a lot of bad. A lot that wasn't by that person's choice and a lot that was. But when you can start to love your story, you can break free. The Bible says in John 4.18, the perfect love of Christ will drive out fear. I don't know who the message is for this morning. Definitely for me. Because when Jen showed me that, there is still some areas of my story that I don't believe that I've shared. Why? I don't know. But it's not about the story. It's about God's glory. And when you love that story, you love giving glory to God. But though you don't need to tell the details, but you can definitely tell what he's done in and through your life. There are people waiting to hear it. There are people that need to hear it. There are people that will be set free when they hear it, will you tell it? Will you be the church that rises up with no fear and believes in the glory of God and step out even afraid? Will you be the people at your work that can wrap your arms around a crying mom or a crying dad See, I know that God is real. Because as he carried me through the worst times of my life, I know he'll carry you through the worst times of yours. If I got to stand down on my knees with you, then I'm willing to stay there with you. There are students at school that are homeless 
And the majority of the kids don't even know they are. But because they don't wear the same clothes and they don't live the same way and, and they, they may be late for school. And I mean, I just I have three nieces and nephews right now that flunk school because their parents didn't get them to school. It wasn't their fault. Principal had the audacity to tell me one of my little nephews said, I don't know how I'm supposed to get to school. My mama don't wake up. Well, you better get to school, but he don't. <laughs> Did you miss the point? He don't drive. But I also had kids when I lived at the shelter that would come home crying. We had to go so far that we couldn't even let the kids ride the bus anymore because they were constantly, constantly, constantly being picked on. Not because of who they were. Not because it was their choice to live in a homeless shelter. And it was because of where they lived. And because we're not teaching our kids how to love other people's story. They don't know how to love other people. Everybody's different. Nobody is alike. I believe that Zion Church is a beacon of light. I believe that the people in this church are different. I believe that the people in this church truly have a desire to see change. And I believe at some point this church is going to rise up like we've never seen it rise up before. And I'm not talking about the building. I'm talking about the way people believe. I'm talking about truly knowing the love of Christ for all human. I'm talking about the true forgiveness of God. Whatever you've been through. Whatever story you have. Do you believe that God has forgiven you? Because until you do, you'll never love your story. Do we truly believe the word of God from cover to cover? Because when we can believe the word from cover to cover, only then we can truly believe that we are set free and forgiven. And if I believe that I'm set free and forgiven, then I'll tell the whole world what I went through. Because I'm not worried about people pleasing anybody. I'm worried about moving the hand of God in somebody's life. I'm worried about seeing somebody become delivered. I'm worried about seeing change, transformation. The process has begun. You start the process when you give your life to Christ. But are you continuing on the process? Do you see progress? If you're still sitting in the same place you, was, you were a year ago, there ain't much progress going on right there. I would have to say the process has stopped. Do you believe that God is truly taking you from somewhere because he's wanting to send you somewhere? He's wanting to use you in a way that you never, ever thought you could ever be used in your lifetime. God is bigger than what you think. So if you think God can use you behind a pulpit, I think God can use you in a much greater magnitude. Lean not to your own understanding. How many of you are waiting for God to do something major in your life? 
doesn't matter how young or how old you are, you can impact your world around you. At your workplace, at your school, and even in your family. Have you told your story? But more important, do you love your story? Because when you start to love your story, you will start to tell your story. Love what God is doing in your life. Don't be ashamed of who you love and who you serve if you serve God. I don't know who I'm speaking to this morning or if I'm just speaking to myself. God wants us on the battlefield. And I don't know when the last time you saw what was going on in our world. But time is short. And time is now. I thank God for the way they worship up here. Because they get up here to worship knowing that they're going to have to tear some things down. And you do it through your worship. You want to see a move of God? Start raising his name and praising his name. You want to see change come in your life? Start speaking more about God and less about yourself. Tell people what God has done through you. See, a lot of times we give our testimony, it's about us. It's not about us. It's about what he did. And it's about what he wants to do. He wants to use you. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you have come from. I don't care what life you have lived. He wants to use every one of us in some type of magnitude, but it's us that has to relinquish ourselves and get out of our own head and start believing what God is doing in and through our lives. You're going to come up against some wars. You're going to come up against some battles. You're going to fight, but you fight differently. You fight through your praise. You fight through your worship. You fight through your prayer. You fight like a warrior. Said he's raising up an army. I've never seen an army that didn't fight for battle. I've never seen a soldier that went on the battlefield without being with his armor. If you're going to fight, this is a spiritual war. This is serious. It's real. We got to fight the thoughts in our head. We got to fight the words that are coming at us. We got to fight. How do I fight? With my praise. I want to tear something down in my life. All I got to do is start praising God. And I feel free. I feel alive. Praise him. With everything you got. Praise him when you're afraid and praise him when you're not. Praise him when you need him and praise him when you don't think you do. Sometimes people don't go to God unless they need something. We need him every day. Every second, every hour. I'm going to leave you with this. The perfect love of Christ will drive out fear. But sometimes we have to do it afraid.
I'm not sure who the message was for this morning. I always try to believe like this. If God has me in a place and there's a message, it was for me. That's <laughs> how I believe. If I go to my church in Eunice and there's a message, it was for me. If I come to Zion and there's a message, I don't care who's preaching it. It was for me. Because God is profound at placing people and positioning people in the right place at the right time to receive what they need. Just like when I studied for this message, well, just like when Derek Gates sent me this hat, a picture of it, that love your story was for me. Because maybe there was some things still going on in my own heart. Through some things that were said by those two men. Maybe those things had still had a fence in my heart. Maybe I just wasn't moving forward. Because there was something that still had me captive. And maybe God is saying, Stacy, just love your story. Maybe that's you. Maybe there's just something about your story. Something somebody said. Something somebody did. That has caused you to back up. And you're not giving that part of yourself. To God. I'm giving you all of this. think I'm going to hold on to this part. Happens to us all. Somebody could say something and it could take root. Not somebody that plants flowers very often because I don't have the green thumb. But one day when I was going through hardest, one of the hardest times that I thought in my life I was some bushes in the front of my house. I wanted to dig them up. So I took a shovel. Oof. And I started to dig that bush up. And as I sat there, not sat there, but stood there trying to get that branch out, that, that root out, the Lord began to speak to me. And a lot of times, something will happen. Or somebody can say something. And we don't realize it affected us the way it did. But that seed was planted into my heart. And through that seed being planted, it started to grow a root. But how many of you know when you go to pull up a root out of the ground, there's a whole bunch of little tiny roots, uh, vein, uh, what you call those things, roots, all over. So when I, I, I begin to put my foot on that shovel, I realized that it was starting to be a struggle to get that bush out that ground. Because it wasn't just the root that I was having to battle with. I was having a battle with everything that attached to that root through the years of that bush being in that ground. 
Can you hear me? But the only way to get it out was to get through the small things, to get to the big thing, to get it out. Small things could be words. Small things could be something somebody said to you in life that made you feel less than, made you feel beneath, made you not love your story so much. Is God trying to dig the big root out this morning? Or are we still getting through the small ones? When you become free, when I was able to remove the whole thing out, nothing never grew back. Because I filled it up with good soil and I filled it up with good dirt. When you allow God to pull it out and you fill up that hole with his word, it ain't nothing nobody can ever tell you in that area that is going to move you like that again. Because you filled it up with good soil. You filled it up with the word of God, not the word of man or a woman. Is that you this morning? Is there something that is hindering you? There's something that's just stopping you. Nobody knows what that is but you and God. For years, I didn't have a very close relationship with my mom. And I never understood why. But when I took her in and took care of her through, through her with dementia, God started to show me why. But healing came through that. What the enemy meant for God, for bad, God turned it to my good. I had the best relationship before with her before she went home to be with the Lord, even through dementia. You see, God wants you whole. He wants you whole. And everything you've been through, and every doubted word, everything that wanted to take you down and take you out, God is telling you this morning, if you would just believe, and if you would love the story, I'm going to take you to the end. The beginning may have been bad. It may have been gruesome. We may have been living in sin. But if you hold on to the hand of God and you give Jesus all you got, he will take you to the end. But the end is life more abundantly. Everything he's promised us, you will receive. Do you believe? Do you believe? Because only before you truly believe that you can really start to receive. If Brother RJ wanted to hand me something right now and I didn't believe that he was going to give it and he was going to play a game when I got there to get it, I wouldn't go for it. But I believed that he really was going to give me what he was trying to hand me, I would go and receive it. He already gave it to you. He died on a cross for you. He shed his blood for you. And he says, if you just believe. He didn't say if you work for it. He said, if you just believe. 
If you believe in what Jesus Christ has done for you, if you believe every word in that book, and you believe the gospel, and you can be set free. You believe God wants to use you? You have some things hindering you? You have some roots holding you down? Do you believe? I'll say like my son says, the altar's open. If you have some things that you need to lay down, it's not between me and you. I just came to bring a message that I believe that God laid on my heart. And I believe that everybody sitting under the sound of my voice and by the way of internet, those that have chose to sit in on that message was truly positioned to hear what God wanted them to hear. And I'm going to say it one more time. Love your story. Do you believe? What's holding you down and what's holding you back? Because you can be free of that today. You don't have to walk out of here with doubt. You don't have to walk out of here with guilt or shame. You don't have to walk out of here with fear. If you believe. Do you believe? I'm not a person that coaxes people. I don't believe in it. I believe that the altars are open and I believe that at any point in time, if God has spoken to you in and through this message, that you know what you need to do. That's where we lay things down. But don't pick them back up. If you are thinking about snacking on anything other than tasty cake this summer, you are simply Miss Cakin. A melted milkshake? Miss Cake. Crumbly, sticky s'mores? Bigger Miss Cake. Or worst of all, you resort to baking? If it's not tasty cake, it's a Miss Cake. Because nothing satisfies like a perfectly sweet butterscotch crimpet. Or rich and creamy chocolate peanut butter candy cake. Tasty Cake. Except no substitutes. Zenni's Blocks lenses help to protect the eyes by keeping harmful blue light out. Because they're virtually clear, add blocks to any Zenni frame for stylish, all-day protection. Get a complete pair of prescription or non-prescription blocks glasses starting at just $24. Protect your eyes now at zenni.com.